Starting with Esther Hashem Daf Tzadiches, and we'll begin the seventh line down on the Amid. The first word is Shalach Le Rava Berei De Rava Rav Yosef. So we're talking about here a woman. Really, we discussed an almana getting mizaynas, selling, selling um, the nechasim of the yarshim to pay for her mizaynas. Now she wants to get her ksuba. So the now shalach le rava braid the rava of Yosef. So we ask the following shaila: Mecheres should be bezin tzrichashvua or ain tzrichashvua? Is somebody who is going to, a woman who is able to sell outside of bezin, meaning she doesn't need to go through bezin for everything? Right, that's where we ended off. Um, yesterday, the Mishnah on Sadi Zayin said, right, that you write, you can sell from Mazen. Now we're talking about to recognize her ksuba. So she is going to sell land. So does she need a shvua or not to sell this? Now, before, before we, let's just introduce the concept of shvua over here. So, the Gemara, there's a mission in Gittin that says, So in general, a woman cannot get nechasim for, she, she can't collect money for her ksuba unless she makes a shvua to the yisayim. Why? Because of the idea of tzoriya tafse. That's what the Mishnah in Gittin says, that we're concerned that the husband left her money set aside, already, already left money secretly for her, and therefore she wouldn't be entitled to any more money for her ksuba. So when she comes, she wants to get paid her ksuba. The question is, does she have to make a shvua? And really, Tysus asks us, well, what's, what's even the question? It's a Mishnah in Gittin. So why are we asking whether you have to make a shvua? Why would this be a question that the, um, the Shiloh, that the Amarayim are dealing with? Rava Bredi Rava asked Rav Yosef. So what's the Shiloh? So it's a Mishnah in Gittin. And Rashi, if you look over here, says, Tzricha shvua, shalai gavsa yoser. This is not the shvua of Tzari Atafser. But rather, this is a shvua that she didn't take any extra money. So meaning when she's, we're going to close out her account, so she now has to make a shvua saying she didn't take any extra money out of the yarshim. Okay, we require a shvua in order for her to, to get paid out her ksuba. Um, and that is, the way Tosis explains it is really that there's two shvuas going on over here. And according to Rashi, that... Yes, we're not arguing on the Mishnah and Gittin. The Mishnah and Gittin says that there has to be a shvua before she comes, before she sells any land for her ksuba. She comes to Bezin, she says, okay, I hide like my ksuba. And um, so she comes, she says, uh, we, we give her the ability to sell land. But before we give her the ability to sell the land, and as we're going to see, she is selling the land, Shalaiba Bezin. She's not selling it through Bezin, not through the formal process, which we'll discuss what the formal process of Bezin was very soon here in a moment. Okay, so she's selling the land outside of Bezin, but she's coming to, she's coming to be Gaivar Hurksuba. She wants to get paid out. So, yes, we're going to require a Shvua at the beginning, like any woman who comes to get her Ksuba, because, sorry, Atafse, but also when we're selling from the Yarshim, we require an additional Shvua, Shalai Gavsa Yaser, afterwards, so after she sells land, to realize her ksuba, she would have to make an additional shvua, according to Rashi, to say that she didn't take any extra money, that whatever she sold was exactly what she was owed for her ksuba, because Bezdin is essentially, she's the shliach of Bezdin to sell the assets, because she's selling Shalabi Bezdin, like we say over here, to sell the assets of the Yarshim for her own ksuba. Okay, that's the way Tysus explains Rashi. Tysus says for himself, same general idea, that there's two 
Shavuos over here. There's the Shavua of, sorry, a Tafse, that before when she comes to actually claim her Ksuba, she has to make a Shavua saying that the husband didn't leave her any money. And then afterwards, um, she has to make an additional Shavua, whereas Rashi said it was Shalei Gavsu Yoser, Tyson says it's Shalei Tzalzel Benachasim, that she didn't sell any of the assets too cheap. Not that she didn't take extra money, but that she didn't sell the assets too cheap. And Tysus is Mavur that we're specifically talking about when she's coming. This is different than even though the Mishnah before was talking about she was coming to collect money for her Mazinus. Here we're talking about where she's actually coming to collect her Ksuba, final payout. So the Gemara says, So why are you asking me a Shaila about whether or not she's Mechaev to make, at least according to the way Rashi explained it, a second Shvua? Now I just, before, I want to explain what Achraza is, um, but actually I want to go back before. So we explained Rashi and Tesis in regards to over here that the Shvua is a second Shvua. Either Shaloi Tizalzel, like Tesis says, or according to Rashi, Shaloi Govsi Yeser, that she didn't take anything extra. Uh, the Ramban says that it's actually, there's actually only one Shvua. And the whole Shiloh of the Gemara is he's arguing on the way Tesis understands Rashi and Tesis' Shita as, as well, that there's, it's the same Shvua, oh, sorry, Atafse, I, if it's a mission and Gittin, what's the Shiloh? The Shiloh is, do you have to make the Shvua um, before? as the Mishnah said, or is there a possibility that over here that maybe she can make the Shvua afterwards? Why? Because if she makes the Shvua before, as soon as she comes to Bezdin, then she's going she's gonna to lose the Mezainas, she's going to lose the ability to get Mezainas, so therefore we tell her, go ahead and sell the land first and make the Shvua afterwards. Um, that's the way the Ramban learns it. Now, Vitibayalach, the Gemara wants to know Vitibayalach, So what is Hachraza? So why are you asking me, Shaila, about whether you have to make a shvua, what about hachraza? So the, hachraza is a formal process when Bezdin wants to sell something. So normally when, and, and Bezdin has to, to sell the nechassim of the Yisayimim, they have to do hachraza for lamid yayim. Okay, and that's the way we determine fair market value. Bezdin will make sure it's now being sold for fair market value when we put it up for sale and market uh, conditions will dictate what the real value is. So the Gemara is asking, you should need hachraza, which means that the Gemara understood as, as a Dover Pashat, that if we're asking a Shaila, do we need Shua, that you don't need Hachraza. And the way the Mepharshim explained that is that, at least according to the way we explained in Tesis, that we're, we're talking about the Shaila about Shua here is an extra Shua at the end, either in Rashi that she didn't take any extra money, or according to Tesis that she didn't sell the land too cheap. So we're taking it as, a, as an assumption if we're asking whether she needs a shvua, that she does not need hachraza, because if it went through a formal process of hachraza, we called out, we said the land's available for sale, and the market determined the price, so it would be considered public knowledge. And at that point, we wouldn't have a chashash either of Shilodizalza that she sold it for less than the market price, because the market price is known. It's got a, it's got a, a price sticker on it, or um, that, that it, since it's public what it's worth, that maybe she wouldn't, in Rashi, the way we understand Rashi, that she wouldn't take extra she wouldn't take it extra. We know what it's worth. So she took that field for her ksuba, and if it was more than her ksuba, then you know, everybody would know about it. So either way, the Gemara takes it as a, as a davar pshita, that if the shaila is whether or not we require a shvua, a secondary shvua, then we, it means we, we would not need hachraza. So the Gemara says, Amrali, so one second, why are you asking me about whether he's a shvua? What about hachraza? So Amrali, hachraza, let me come in That wasn't a shaila. Why? I didn't think you would need Achraza. Damar of Zera, Amar of Nachman, because we see Amana Shashama An Amana that goes ahead and takes a field from the Yisayimim 
and she essentially self-evaluates it. So she takes, she goes ahead, she wants to recognize her ksuba, she takes a field, and she says, uh, you know, I, I, had it, I had it priced out, and I had it priced out, not through formal evaluation, not through akhraza, I had it priced out, and it's worth $100, and I'm taking this for my $100 that I'm owed my ksuba. Now, hechidami, so we're saying, hechidami, if this went through akhraza, we called out that the piece of land was for sale, and we let the market dictate what the price was, formal process, so she took the land for ksuba, she essentially the over here the almana is always empowered to sell the land of the of the assignment for her ksuba. So why would we say Ella, you have to say So you have to say that there was no hachraza. It's because she didn't do achraza, and what's the problem? That she kept the land for herself, and that's the problem. Yes, Bezid gave her the rights to sell it, but it gave her the rights to sell it to somebody else, turn those funds into money for her ksuba. They didn't give her the right to just grab land and say, oh yeah, it's worth whatever it is for my ksuba, and take it. So, hala acher, so we see the issue is that she kept the land for herself. Hala acher masha asa asa. Okay, so we see that if she would have done it for la acher, meaning she would have sold the land to someone else, then the mechira would have been chal. Okay, so we're trying to bring a raya that we're talking about b'delay achras. So the Gemara says, no. No raya. Lo'elam da achras. Right? And what's the raya? Because it must be that she didn't do achra, she didn't do achraza, and that's why the mechira, that's why when she takes the land and she keeps it for herself, so she didn't sell it to somebody else, that's why uh, it's lo'yasavalaiklom. So the Gemara says, lo'elam b'da achras. Really, she did go through the formal process, and still it won't help for her, right? The, uh, the Pasha understanding is, if, you, if she did achraza, so why shouldn't it be good? Everybody knows what the land is worth. It went through formal evaluation, and therefore, why should, why should it be v'layas of v'layklum? So the Gemara says, Really, she did do achraza, and even though it went through formal, da, formal achraza, man So we say to her, who was shamlech? And normally, sham is like, that's the evaluation, that's what it means over here. However, uh, Rashi and Taisus both explained that that's not what, we're not talking about the value of the property. That's not our problem. Our problem is, is that yes, she was empowered by Besden to sell a piece of land and could be that this piece of land even went through formal evaluation. It went through Achraza, right? That was the question. We're saying Achraza, no, it can't be Achraza because of Mechir battle. No, maybe really it went through Achraza. The thing is that the woman is only empowered, the Amana here is only empowered to sell an Achraza of the assignment to others, not to keep it for herself. So Mishamla, who told you that you could keep this piece of land? You were made a shliach of Bezdin. You were made a shliach of Bezdin to sell the property of the Yisaimim for your ksuba, yes, but it was, you were made a shliach of Bezdin. And the shliach's job is to do a shliach. He's got to sell the land. Can't, shliach can't just decide, you know what, I'm keeping it for myself. And therefore, ki, ki, ki haidahu gavra, like the following person, the afkidu gabe kista, the yasmi, that he was, he was uh, a trustee, for the grain of the assignment. So he went ahead and he self-evaluated what it was worth, and he kept it for himself. And he paid. He paid the estate 400 zuz, but he was shamay, and he paid them 400 zuz. And then the price of grain went up. And that was worth 600. We see that even though you, even though you, you did, you did, what you did was a fair evaluation, except that you were a shliach. You are Mifkadei Gabi Yasmi. You are a shliach of Bezdin to sell things on behalf of the Yarshim. And part of that is, doesn't mean you can just evaluate it, even if it's at a fair price and keep it for yourself. Your job is to sell it and recognize the cash for the estate, um, to sell it to somebody else. And since you were made a shliach in that, 
in that effect. You can't just keep it for yourself. So to this woman, maybe the property went through formal hachraza, right? We were trying to, how did we get here? Because the Gemara said, do you have to make a shvua? And the Gemara said, well, if the Shilohs, do you have to make a shvua? Sounds like we take it as Dabar Pasha that you don't have to do achraza because if, you, if we did achraza, then we wouldn't have a concern that she sold it too cheap or that, or that she took extra money because everybody would know what it went for. And we're saying, no, Raya, it could be that it, it did go through achraza. Could be that achraza uh, would be, right? He said, Amr achraza, like me bayali, because she didn't do anything. And therefore, it must be, what do you mean she didn't do anything? Why is it, why is it completely ineffective? The Gemara took it as an assumption that there was no hachraza. That's why it's completely ineffective. The Gemara says, that no, really, it could be completely ineffective when a woman um, who is a shliach, the almana over here, who is a shliach to sell the nechassim of the yisayimim, sells it and keeps it for herself because she's a shliach and she didn't do her shlichos by keeping it for herself, really went through hachraza, and that could still be a shiloh. So he asked the shiloh, Rava, 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 Rava asked Rav Yasef, do you need a shvua or not? And like we said, the way we understood it, way we understood it according to um, Rashi and Tesis was it's a second shvua after she, she needs her first shvua to order to, re- to recognize her ksuba in the first place that the husband didn't leave her anything for ksuba. And then Bezin gives her the, grants her the authority to go ahead and sell the land. She doesn't have to go through formal evaluation. She goes to sell the land. And afterwards she has to uh, commit she has to make another shvua, sorry, not commit, but make, it, make a shvua that she didn't sell it either too cheap or that she didn't take extra money. So the Gemara, the Gemara had a Shiloh, well, what about a chraza? Why doesn't she need formal evaluation? And we had no raya that she doesn't. So the Hilchasa says the Gemara, the Gemara paskins, that she does require shvua and she does not need a chraza. And um, so the way, way that the Mepharshim explained what the difference is, because both of these, again, just like there's a Mishnah, a mission that a, that a woman would need a shvua, that there's an understanding that the woman would need a shvua, so too there is a Mishnah when it comes to the Nechsei Yisemim that you should need hachraza. So why why are we saying that you don't need hachraza? And the way the Mepharshim explained it is because hachraza, again, we're trying to get her to get paid off and get her ksuba. Hachraza takes a really long time. It takes, it's 30 days, it's a 30 day process. However, a shvua just takes her a minute, takes her a second to make a shvua, and therefore we would be mechaev um, a shvua, and that's uh, we would be mechayev a shvua, but we would not be mechayev. Um, we would not be mechayev We would not be mechayev to delay the process to go through formal evaluation. Let's see the next mission. Zuck the next mission. Almano shayis ksubasa masayim. So let's say a woman had a ksuba of two hundred dollars, and umachra shava mana b'masayim. She sold. She was given granted authority by Bezin to sell the the nechasim of the yisayim. She sold a piece of land that was worth a hundred dollars, but she sold it for two hundred dollars. Or the other way around. Oishava masayim. She sold a two hundred piece of land dollar piece of land at a fifty percent discount. Bimana niskabla ksubasa. We say that she's done. Meaning she had her ksuba was two hundred. She sold a piece of land either that was worth a hundred, so she made an extra hundred dollars. Great businesswoman. Still, we say she doesn't get to keep that. Her, that's her ksuba. She. Had a ksuba of 200. Lamaisa, she recognized 200, even though she sold a piece of land worth only 100. Or on the flip side, if she sold a piece of land worth, worth 200, but she sold it for 100, okay, not, not such a great businesswoman. So then we would say that she, she can't mess over the nechassim of the yisayimim, and we would say that it's like she received 200 for a ksuba. She took a $200 piece of land. Let's move on to the next case. Now we have a situation where she was entitled to a ksuba final payout for a ksuba of only 100. So she was a ba'ula. She wasn't a basula. Umachra shava mana bedinner bemana. So she sold, we'll call it a hundred dollar piece of a piece of land that was worth a hundred and one dollars bemana for her hundred dollar ksuba machra bottle. Then it's going to be bottle. 
Okay, we're going to have to, in the Gemara, we're going to explain exactly what this case is. So this is case number two. Even if she says, you know what, that extra dinner, I'll pay back to the Yarshim. I'll make them whole. Still, the sale is kayim. They know that the Mechira is good. Until she sold an extra amount of land that's equal to nine kav which is the minimum size for a field. So actually, it's either way. She sold the land. So the Tanakama held if she sold anything more. She was entitled to a mana. She sold mana of a dinner. So the mechir is bottle because she didn't have rights to sell anything more than a mana. And she sold more than that. We'll have to see exactly the specifications of the case. Shingon Lil says that the only time it's going to be a problem she could actually pay back the mechir is not going to be bottle unless she took away a piece of land, an extra piece of land from them. And the minimum size land is nine cob. So either she sold an extra nine cob or the piece of land, whatever she sold extra, resulted in them having a piece of land with less than nine cob. So either way that she, she messed, but if, but if let's say it was all above nine cob, so she sold a little bit of extra, Rashim Gamaliel says that since you didn't, take away from them a piece of land, they still had a viable piece of land, so therefore, that mechira would be good, and she just would have to return the extra. Okay? Uvegina, so that's for a piece of land, is nine kav. Uvegina in a garden is batschatzi kav, it's a half a kav, kiva base reva, so there's a different shiurim, whatever the minimum amount is. So again, if she only took extra, and it didn't impinge, didn't take away the Yosemite, the ability to have an extra piece of land, then... Rosh Gamliel argues on the Tanakh and says the Mechir would not be bottle. Let's say Ksuba was 400, 400 zos. Omach l'zebamanav, l'zebamanav, l'achra in yafa. So she sold in, in parcels, $100, $100, 100 okay? And that was all fine. L'achra in yafa, manav a dinner, b'mana. But the last one was a mana, mana in a dinner. She sold for uh, for a mana, for a Ksuba of a mana. She took ex, essentially extra land. So then we say, Achra in bottle, v'shal kulan machum kayim. So the last one where she overtook is going to be a problem, but the earlier ones will all be okay. So the Mishnah has essentially three cases, and we're going to have to get into this, the kishkas of the three cases to understand uh, what's really going on over here. So the Gemara says, okay, like this. So first we want to, let's go back to the first case. First case said that she had a ksuba of 200, and she sold either a $100 piece of land for 200 or a $200 piece of land for 100. Either way, she's done. She got her 200. Either she only gets 100 because she sold it too cheap, she sold it at a 50% discount, or she was a great business lady, sold it for twice the amount it was worth, but still the extra goes to the seven. So the Gemara wants to understand the disparity up here. That you, you basically caused the assignment to, to, to lose out. So we're not going to allow that to happen. You lost it for yourself. You, you, take, you assume the risk on it. <clears throat> so Maishna Shava Masayim Bimana when she sold a two hundred dollar piece of land for a hundred dumila atav sadata that you messed yourself over, Shava Mana Bimasayim when she sells a hundred dollar piece of land, she should get the upside, she should get the gain. Nami Tena Ana Arbachna. So she should be able to say, Hey, I I am a great business lady. I got the extra profit, so I should be able to keep it for myself. I'm Ramnachna Maraba Barabua. Where do we what do we see from here? Kanshana Rebi, I call the Balhamayas. When someone sends a shliach to sell something on their behalf. Then the and if there's extra money more than what was expected, that's going to go to the sender, not to the shliach. So let's say again, someone sent a shliach to sell something, and they gave the shliach 
an ex, some extra money. holds it goes to the sheikh. that the shliach and the mishaleach split it. So we don't have a raya yet to what we need here. we've seen a different place where Rabbi said it goes to the sender. Not it's not split. That it depends if if it's something that has a fixed value. So it was sold for, it's, it has a fixed value. It's not something that's dependent on the market conditions. So if there's extra money, and the way Rashi explains it, if there's extra money, then it must have been a gift because everybody knows that this thing goes for $5. If you gave the shliach $6, so then the extra dollar is a gift. And the way Rashi says is that we don't, since we don't know who the gift would go to, so therefore it's chulkin. So when it has a fixed value and there's extra, it's a gift. We don't know who the gift goes to, so it's chulkin. Um, the riff says it a little bit differently. Um, he says that it's not uh, because we don't know who it goes to, but rather it's because the shliach is using the money. He wouldn't have been able to get this gift without the extra money on the sale without using the money of the mishaleach, and therefore he's got to pay him something. And actually, the Taz says that according to Rashi, you'd have to go with the far of the riff as well. It can't just be a simple yachloiku because if the money was given to the shliach and, and he's now holding the money, he's the muhsuk on the, the extra money, essentially the, the gift, so we would, we would go with Hamatzi Mechavir Lavaraya. Um, we wouldn't just go ahead and say that, oh, split it. So it, which it should go to the Shaykh Salamai. It must be that it's just using this Svara, like the Rif says, that since the Shliach only got the gift or the extra money, the benefit, because he was representing or coming to sell from the Mishaleach. Uh, that's why they would get to split. And this actually can have Nafkamina, the modern day place can bring this down, let's say in regards to a, an employee um, lays out money to you know, pay for travel and he's going to get reimbursed by the company. So can, you know, what happens to the ex, let's say he gets frequent flyer miles or something like that. So do we put that into the category of Hulkin? So, but either way, again, so the, we say that the so we have two versions of Rebbe Rebbe said when there's extra money given, either they split it or it goes in Rebbe a different place says it goes to the Mishleach, the sender. Rebbe Yehuda says in either event, it goes uh, Rabbi Yehuda says that no, it goes to the shliach. But again, we're we're dining in Rabbi Yehuda. We paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. So, the, what, how do we understand these two sheets of Rabbi Yehuda? That on the one hand, Cholkin, but Rabbi Yehuda says somewhere else that it goes to the mishaleach. So he says it depends. If it's davar shliach kitzvah, and then it's Cholkin. Kadav shayin the kitzvah, where it's totally dependent on market conditions. So when you send the shliach to, to to sell it, even though he ends up getting more money than you. You told him, go sell this for $5, but if it doesn't, it doesn't have a fixed value and he ends up getting six, then it all goes to the Mishleach. So to over here, we're saying hakol, uh, hakol abal, uh, that therefore she is a Shliach, essentially a representative of the, of the Yisayimim to sell land for her Ksuba. So if there's extra money, so then it's hakol abal to the Mishleach. Amar Papa, we pass like this, something that is it has a fixed value, Cholkin, then the Shliach and the Mishaleach have to split it. Then the sender gets the money. My Kamash Malon, what's the Chiddush? We just explained that. Ukimta, that's how we explained the two, the Rebbeisi says two different things. That's how he explained it. So Mar says, We see that this answer that Rami answered in how to explain the Shittish Rebbeisi, even though it seems to be an apparent conflict, that's a real answer. And we see we actually pass like that. So now, Based on our case, again, our case of our mission is where she sold things for extra money. We're going to try to bring Uriah to the following Shiloh. So let's say you told a shliach, a guy told a shliach to sell a lischa as a half a core. And he sold a full core. So he sold 
extra on what you told him. My Moisav al who Belischem Yakani. Do we say that the Shliach sold? Yeah, when he sold a core, he sold a half a core plus another half a core. So the sale is Chal. Oidoma Maber al Or do we say that he didn't fulfill the Mishalayach's wishes? And therefore, Belischa Nami Lekani. And even the half a core. So the excess, we understand that that's not going to, the Mechir is not going to work for that. But what about? The, the at least the part when he went over what the Balbais told him, well, at least the part that the Balbais, the Mishalech told him to sell, will that at, li- that, will that at least be chal, or do we say it's bottle? Amr Yosef bin Harpakad, Mishmei Dravina, let's bring a raya Tashima. Amr Balbais, Lishlucha, Tain Lahem, Chaticha, Laarchin. So let's say a Balbais tells his Shliach, give a piece of, and we're talking about here a piece of meat that has um, hectish, but it's hectish ben So it's subject to mi'ila. So we're now, this is a din in mi'ila. So Abalbais tells the Shiach Tamlahim to give to the guest Khaticha Larchin, give a piece of this meat that is hectish, Kadish Berakabai, subject to Mi'ila. Bahu Aimer, and the Shiach says, Tlushtayim. He says, Take two pieces of meat, tells the Archin. Behind not Lushalish, and the Archin took how much? Three. So the sender told him, told the Shiach to give them one. The Shiach told them to take two, and they took three off the plate. So Kulon Malu, they are all they all get Mi'ila, meaning they're all Chayev from Misha Mi'ila. So the Gemara wants to understand this. If we say that when over here the Shliach told, even though the Balabai is instructed to give the Archim one piece, and the Shliach went ahead and gave them two. So if if we're talking about yeah. so it's considered Moisif. He's just adding on extra. It's not going against the. It's just adding on to what the original wishes were. But at least the original part was. Chal, the original part, we look at it that the Mishaleach's intentions were fulfilled. He just added on to it. So the, so the Misham Hachi Balbais Mal. That's why we're saying the Balbais is Mal, because he fulfilled what the Balbais wanted. If you say that when, you, if when the Shleach goes ahead and sells for more than he's authorized to, so we say that it's Maver al Devarov, that he didn't fulfill the Mishaleach's wishes, Balbais Amai Mal. So now we want to understand why is there ni'ila on the Baal-Bayis? Let's say a shliach does what he was supposed to do, Baal-Bayis mal. So if he follows out the instructions of what the Mishalech sent him to do, so then actually the Baal-Bayis, we don't look at it as the shliach is, did the mi'ila, it's the Baal-Bayis who gets, who's over on the mi'ila. So the shliach would be mal. So over here, by the fact that we said that when the Baal-Bayis instructed to sell one piece, to, to give the Archim, sorry, one piece, and the Shliach told him two pieces, it must be that it's Maisif, that he did fulfill the original intentions of the Baal plus more. Because otherwise, then the Baal we said over here, Hakom Mal, that the Baal is Mal, the Shliach is Mal, and the Archim are Mal for taking more than they were instructed to even take. So Mar says, no, Rai, Achamai Askinon, because the Shliach specifically said it, he specifically told him, take one Midas Baal I was only, the Baal authorized you to take one, but I'm telling you to take an extra one. And therefore, he was clear about the fact that he was fulfilling the Baal original intentions, and we can't, this can't, this is not like a case of Moisif where he's adding on. Um, he's specifically saying, take one from the Baal take an extra one and they took three so the point is you want to know why here they were all mal we have no raya whether in a case when somebody was authorized to sell uh, you know, $50, uh, $50 worth and he sold $100 worth whether we're cons- that's considered that he, he originally fulfilled the intentions over here he specifically said take 50 from the Baal he said to take 50 and that's why the Baal is going to be mal no matter what now the Gemara is going to try to bring a raya for our Shiloh. 
from the Mishnah. And through that, we're going to learn, essentially, have a better clarity and understanding of our Mishnah. So Tashima, if you look at the middle case in our Mishnah, so the first case was the lady sold, she had a ksuba of $200, and she sold a piece of land that was either worth 100 for 200 or worth 200 she sold it for 100 Either way, we consider her ksuba settled. So now the next case was Haisa ksuba samana. Her ksuba was only a mana, a hundred, $100. And she sold... Man of a dinner, so hundred and we'll call it hundred and one dollars for mana. Machra bottle, machira's bottle. So what's the case over here? Meaning over here, v- before if you look at the first case, we said that we consider the matter settled. Her machira is kayim, yet she doesn't get the upside nor the downside. Over here we say machar bato, my love. So what is this case? Dizavin shava mana the dinner bimana, the dinner that she sold the ksuba that was a mana plus a dinner. So $101, she sold it for $101. She got fair mark, she got the right amount of money for it. Okay, umaid bimana bimana shalah. And the problem is that she, she took $101 worth of land and sold it for her ksuba, which was only $100. Umay mana, mana shalah. Umay afilu, afilu hiaymeres, achsiras hadinner. Even if she says, you know what, I'll give back. So you're right, I took $101 worth of land from the asylum. I sold $101 worth of land. I was only authorized for $101. I was only authorized to take $100 because my ksuba was $100. And she's saying, I'm willing to pay back that $1. I don't want to go through the process of reselling the land. So we see over here, what was our shayla? Our question, uh, what we want to know was, if we said, if the guy, if a, if a balbayas or someone sent a shliach to sell a half a core and he sold a full core, is that moisif? So we should bring a riot from our case over here that she was only authorized, she was a shliach to sell $100 worth of land for her ksuba that was $100, and she sold $101. And what do we say? Machra batal. So LMI, we see it's not considered moisif. It's not considered that you added on. No, it's considered that you, 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 it was an unauthorized sale, and therefore we're going to say it's batal. So I'm Rav Huna, Bereidu Rav Nasan, Loi Bidda Eizel. Our case is a case of where she sold the land too cheap. So it's not the way you understood it, which is that she sold, she was only authorized to sell $100 worth of land because that was her ksuba, and she sold a piece of land that was a $101 piece of land for $101, and it's bottle because she sold more than she was authorized. No, says the grand, it's no raya. It's not, that's not why it's bottle. The problem here is that she sold a $101 piece of land for $100, and she shorted the assignment. And what we're saying is when you do a sale, when, you, when she completes a sale that is short of market value, she is supposed to be do her fiduciary duty. She is in a, sh- a shliach for the yarshim to get the proper value for the land, and she sold it too cheap. And that's why it's bottle. So the Gemara says, well, one second. Really? That's the way you're going to understand this case? You're going to understand this case of 101 that she sold it for $100? Then what's the Kiddush of the last case? The Katani Seifa. Look at the Seifa. Her Ksuba was 400 Zos. So she sold in parcel. She sold $100, part $100, $100. And then the end... The last one was $101. What do we say? That the earlier ones, when she sold $100 worth for $100, so those are obviously going to be okay. But what we're saying is that at the end, she sold $101 for $100. And we learned that case. That's a case where she sold it too cheap. The land was worth $101. She sold it for $100. And that's why it's bottle. So... You're telling me that the middle case is also a case of the Why would I need two cases telling me the exact same thing? You're saying that the middle case is a case of Eizel. No, there's the way we tried to bring a raya for our, our, our Shiloh of Moisif, it would be Moisif Batal, is that she sold, she sold it at the right price. 
but she was unauthorized to sell $101 worth of land. She was only allowed to sell $100 worth of land. Over here, we're talking about, and, and you're trying to say that the case is that, no, she sold it too cheap. It's she sold it, she sold it 101 for 100. Well, that would be the safest case. Why do I need two telling me the same thing? The lawyer says, no, you're right. Ratio is safe, but the Eisel. They're both a case of Eisel, meaning she sold the land too cheap. I, why do I need two cases? Okay, that'll answer you. Usefa, Kamash Malan, that the safe is coming to tell me, Taima, Eisel, Bidiasmi. The reason why we have a problem and why the Mechira is bottle is because she was Eisel, Bidiasmi. That she sold, she she dipped into the Yisamim's land. Okay, so you're right. I have two cases of bid'aizel, meaning she was only authorized to sell $100. In the middle case, it was $100, and she sold $101 for Aksuba, that was $100. In the last case, Aksuba was $400, and she sold the final piece, which she only had $100 left to Aksuba and sold it for $100. She, she sold $101, for $101 piece of land for $100. So again, in those two, both cases, she, she sold it too cheap. But I want any two cases. One, to tell me that the, the Mechira is going to be bottle when she sells it, Midiyasmi, meaning when she dipped into the Yusayimim's estate, she sold more than she was authorized. But let's say her Ksuba was $400. And she sold the first piece of land for $101. The first piece where she basically had only, she sold a $101 piece of land for $100. So where she was still, there was still money outstanding on the ksuba. So there we'll say that she could just pay the $100. There the mechira is not going to be bottle. It's only when it was essentially the last $101 where she dipped into the Yusayimim's estate. She sold more than she was authorized. But in the last, say for instance, the last case of the Seifa, had she been oizel on one of the earlier cases, it would have been totally fine because she wasn't dipping into the same. She was, even if she, at the, let's say the first piece of land she sold, she was owed 400 and she sold $101 piece of land for $100. Since she was still owed money on the Ksuba, she was still authorized to sell. Therefore, in that case, Yes, she shorted the estate, but we'll let her just pay that extra dollar back that she shorted the estate, but the amount of Eizel. And that's the Chiddush, that I need two cases. One, to tell me that they're both telling me the same thing, that if she sells too cheap, it's going to be bottle, but it's only if she sells too cheap and therefore was dipped into the Yusayimim's estate. But if she was still if she was still authorized to sell for her ksuba and she sold in the process, sold a piece of land too cheap, then it would be okay. So the Gemara says, well, one second. I already know that from the Reisha. Right? What's the first case? Look at the ratio. How many ratio shamasmina? We said if she sells a two hundred dollar piece of land for in the ratio, we said that if she sells a she sells a $100 piece of land for 200 or what's, what's a riot to our case of we say that her ksuba is considered fulfilled, meaning the mechira is chal. It's a good mechira. We don't say bottle. So what's going on? So we see clearly that bidida, meaning what happened over here? She had a ksuba of $200. She sold a $200 piece of land, which she was authorized to sell. The problem is she sold it for 100 so what do we say? We don't say Mechira is bottle. We say Mechira is Kayim. She doesn't get any more money because she short, essentially it has to come out of her pocket, but the Mechira is in bottle. So we clearly see that Bidida, where she's not selling more than she's authorized, we see that the Mechira is going to be Kayim. So why, again, why do I need two cases? Essentially, I have three cases, and they're all telling me, I'm, I'm learning only two dinim out of three cases. Number one, Bidi Yasmi, the Mechira is bottle. If she, if she dips into what, what is unauthorized, uh, money that she, she assets to sell, then it's going to be bottle. And if she's if she sells what's authorized, but she sells it for too cheap, so she has to make the assignment whole. 
So I learned two dinim, but I have three cases. I have a reisha, I have a mitziah, so essentially the middle case, and then the seifa. So the Gemara says like this, ma'u detema. No, I still need all three cases. Why? Ma'u detema, hasam hu distalka la mehai beis alagamri. By these seimim. If you look at the middle case, again, so we understand the case of where she sold $200. She was authorized to sell $200, but she sold it for $100. Her ksuba is done. The mechira is chal. It's a good mechira. Why? Because she just has to make them whole. But we're not going to say it's bottle. And the middle case, so what's that case? Again, she was authorized to sell $101. We're trying to say it's not a riot in the case of Meisif. So what happened? She was, it's bidaisel. She was authorized to sell $100 for ksuba because that's all ksuba was. She took a $101 piece of land and she sold it for $100. And the problem was she, was, she sold unauthorized. When you sell unauthorized, when it's the last piece, she essentially she sold, she took more land than she was allowed to sell 101. Then we're going to say the mechira is bottle. Okay, good. So those are two cases. I, what do we learn from the seifa? You know why we needed the Seifa case? Because we have to say that the Seifa case, at the end, it was 400. She was authorized to sell 400. She sold off 100. And then she sold off 100. Then she sold off 100. And the Farsham explained it. The first three sales of 100 weren't actually 100. They were more than 100. The point is, they were, she sold more, but since it was, she was authorized to sell up to 400, she sold those pieces of lands for too cheap. She sold them, she sold, it was $101 piece of land. She sold it for 100, and she paid back the $1 because Mechira is chalak, we saw in the first case. What's the Chiddush? The Chiddush of the Seifa is that we're not going to make Xer. We're not going to say that in a situation we shouldn't allow, even when she's not dipping into the Yusayimim, we should be nigzar, aval hacha, nigzar mana, rishon atu mana, achorain, we should be nigzar, that in, even though she's still selling what's authorized for her to, to dip into the Yusayimim, to sell, because she's only taking, let's say, a $101 piece of land, she's authorized to sell up to 400 and she sells it She sells it too cheap. We're saying it's still going to be good. We're not going to make Xera up to the case, up to mana achorain, where it's the last piece meaning it's the final amount, and she's now selling what she's not authorized to sell. So there's a half a minute to say, you might make the Xera, come on, we're not going to make the Xera. So very quickly, we started with uh, just finishing, really, um, the last week you have to do with Shvua. We said, Isha, that is, Machwen Nechse Yisemim, so she wants to be Tevei Ksuba. Okay, she's doing it outside of Bezdin. Does she need a Shvua or not? And the way we explained it, at least in Rashi and Tesis, was it's a second Shvua. After she sells, does she have to give a Shvua uh, like Rashi that she didn't, she didn't take more than she was authorized to? And um, in Tesis, that she didn't sell the land too cheap. Okay, so do we have to make a Shvua? And then we said, I, we should to buy the because the understanding is, it sounds like if there's no, if there, if there would be Hachraza, then you wouldn't need to make a shvua because everybody would publicly know what the land is worth. So you don't have to go through a chrozo, which is the normal process of uh, when Bezin sells an ichse yisaymim. And we said, we tried to say no, must be, we said, a chrozo like kimi bayali, damar of zeh, right? We said, amar nachman, amana shesham ala because if shesham ala atzma, it's bottle. And if you had a chrozo, why would it be bottle? And the says, no, no raya. Could be that even with Achraza, and you know why it's bottle? Because she's a shliach, and a shliach doesn't have the right to value something and keep it for themselves and and keep keep that as money, but rather she needs to, she was authorized on behalf of the assignment to sell the land, so she needs to complete her shlichas. Okay, she can't just keep it on her own, like we saw from the story where it went up, where where um, the, the mafkid who was holding on to chitim of the assignment sold it at the fair market value, and then it went up, and we said, no, you were a shliach to sell, and therefore you can't just keep it on your own. Okay, then we had the three cases of our Mishnah, which really at the end, when we tried to bring a ride for our, our Shiloh, uh, for one of our Shilohs over here, we had clarity into the three cases, which was that an Amana who was authorized to sell $200 and she sells $200, um, she sells $200 piece of land for $100. 
So then we said that the mechira is kayim, or the other way around, she sells a hundred dollar piece of land for two hundred dollars. That um, that and like we saw Raya, that that even though she was a good businesswoman, she did a good deal. It was a hundred dollar piece of land, and she sold it for two hundred. We don't say she gets the gain, okay? Because like we learned later, we said that kan shana kolabal hamois that the mishalech the sender. Okay, gets the benefits over here. The Yershim, she's doing it on behalf of the Yershim, so the Yershim would get the upside, they would get the benefit. But if she did short sell them, then she would have to cover it. So she gets the worst of both worlds. And where do we see this idea? Said the Gemara of Akol, uh, uh, Hakol Labal Hamais. We saw it in, in understanding Shittas Rav Yesi. Yesi said, if a Shlach gets more money than what they were told to sell it for, so we said Chalkin. And the other way we said that it's all to the Meshaleach, and we said, yeah, you're right. When it comes to something that is Davashesh, like Kitzvah, we view the extra money as a present, and therefore we're, we said Chalkin. As Rashi said, we don't, know, we don't know who we wanted to give the present to, the riff, when we uh, lent, lent color, that even though the money was clearly given to the Shleach, but since it was on the strength of using the Meshaleach's money, so therefore Chalkin, that's something that Yesh like Kitzvah, so the extra money is clearly in a Matana. But if something that did not have a fixed price and it was just sold at market value, then the Meshaleach gets the full benefit of that money. And we said, Taka, that's the Halacha, like with Yesi. And then we asked the Shiloh, what about Zavan Li Lischa? If, if, if a Mishalech sends, tells a Shalech to sell a half a core and he sells a full core, so is it considered Moisif? In other words, we want to know, is the first half sold? And then he just sold extra. Maybe that extra half is going to be bottle, but is the first half good? Or do we look at it as one sale and say he did not do what he was supposed to do and the whole thing's bottle? We tried to bring a Raya from the case of Mi'ilah, where he told uh, the Shalech to bring a case, uh, where the, the Baal told the Shalech to give the Archim a meat that was hectish, that was subject to mi'ilah, kachev berekabayis, and we said it must be moisif, because if it's not moisif, then we know that there's only mi'ilah if the shliach does his shliach. And we said, no, this is a very different case. It's a very specific case where the shliach said, take one from the Baal take one from the, that the Baal Habayis authorized, take a second one that I'm telling you to take, and therefore we, he clearly, it's not, it's not like our case, because he clearly said the, the, the Baal Habayis told you to sell one. He did one, he told the, not sell, sorry, but to give the Archim one from the Baal Bayis, and he was clear about that. We tried to bring Araya from case of our Mishnah, meaning trying to understand that she was authorized to sell 101 and she sold it. She was authorized to sell 100 and she sold 101 for 101, and we said in Mechira's bottle, why? We see that it's not considered Oisif, it's not considered that it's 100 that the mechiras, that the sale is good, and then there's plus an extra one that she sold, but rather we look at it as one mechira, and the shlichus was not done properly. We said, no, Raya, the problem with our case of our Mishnah was that she sold it too cheap. And we said, aye, if so, then we had the safer. The safer is a case where she sold it too cheap. So we basically laid it out that we, we needed uh, all three cases, because what our Mishnah is telling us in the three cases of our Mishnah is that if the Yusayman sell, if, if she sells something on behalf of the Yusayman that's more than authorized, and she sells it too, and she sells it too cheap, so then we said that's where the mechira is going to be bottled. But if she sells, if she's within what she's authorized to sell, for instance, let's say she has a ksuba of uh, 400, like the case of the seifa, and she, and she sells the first piece of land that was uh, 101, she sells it for 100, since she was authorized to sell 101 at that point, so all she has to do is make the estate whole. And then we said that... And then we said, and then what's the chiddush? Why do we need two cases of bedaisel? We said we need two cases of bedaisel because we might, might have thought that we're going to make a gzera since we see that when she's selling an unauthorized amount, we're going to say the mechira is bato when she sells it too cheap. You might think that when she sells authorized, we'll make a gzera 
atu when she's she might sell unauthorized, and we might say, we should say that the mechir is going to be bottle as well. Kamashmon that we do not make dexera.